Good morning, family and friends. God bless you. Thank you for joining me. This is Gail Manizak with City Changers, Illinois. Amen. And, um, you know, the title sounds real big and all that, but you know what? There's only a few of us that gather together and pray here for Illinois, and I'm sure there are other groups around um, the area that, that do too. But anyway, in saying that, um, you know, I want to talk about anxiety today. You know what anxiety feels like, uh, especially it seems like uh, being focused on the workplace. So many young people, and I'm not one of those, I'm older, I'm retired already, but going to the workplace can create anxiety for some of us. So you you know what it feels like. You know what? Maybe it's a lump in your stomach. Uh, maybe it's uh, on your commute to work. You just downright feel sick. Or, or it's a buzzing in your mind that keeps you awake at night when you, you know, you should be resting for the, uh, a long day of work ahead of you the next day. Those are some of the signs of workplace anxiety. But it's anxiety, really. What is anxiety? Anxiety, the dictionary defines anxiety as worry. It defines it as fear, (coughs) excuse me, or unease coming from uncertainty or lack of control. So anxiety is not new. It's old as the Bible and as as long-lived as uncertainty and humility or humanity itself. Thankfully, the, the Bible can also help us because one of the Bible's most famous psalms, it starts out by describing God at work. In Psalms 23, God is compared to a shepherd He herds the sheep towards good grazing land. He wards off predators. He comforts the sheep with his presence. And then later in the scriptures, the the writer of the Psalms finds himself in the darkest valley in Psalms 23, verse 4. So in in a work context, your darkest valley may be a place of uncertainty. It may be a place of lack of control. This might be a threat to your leadership uh, at work, you know. There there might be a threat there. Anxiety about your financial future. There's a lot of anxieties going on uh, in the workplace, actually, for the last number of years. It's been so difficult with COVID and um, a lot of businesses going out of business. A lot of people losing their jobs. That right there can create a whole lot of anxiety if we allow it to. So, uh, while uncertainty at work is, it's basically, it's a normal part of being human. Fear and worry don't need to be uh, a part of our life as a Christian. In difficult situations, Psalms 23 says that God himself is the, is the answer to anxiety. He said, I, the scripture says, I fear no evil for you are with me, Psalms 23, 4. 
the A part of that verse. So if God is with you, you don't need to fear the future. God's help in your time of trial is not hypothetical, but tangible and real. So like a shepherd with a rod and a staff, God has every instrument he needs to bring you safely through this place that you're in. So God's working in the midst of the worst disasters. Um, Work can, you know, that work, the workplace or work itself even can throw at you. So God can shepherd you through your deepest darkest workplace or anxieties to work out his purposes for you. (coughs) Excuse me. So let's look at Mary and Martha for a minute. Uh, They worked together to provide hospitality to those who visited their home. A a visit one evening from Jesus and his friends threw Mary into an anxious state. Would she be able to get it all done? Would the guests be happy? Her, her Her worry just moved her into complaining to Jesus. Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work myself? That's what Martha said. And in response, Jesus shifted the conversation from the sister's task to the sister's relationship with him. So you're, he says, you're worried and you're upset about many things, but few things are needed or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better and it will be taken away and it will not be taken away from her. So Jesus declined to, uh, you know, task managed between Mary and Martha. Instead, he put the spotlight back on himself without minimizing Martha's generous, generous service. But Jesus pointed out that the one thing Martha needed most was to be rooted in her relationship with him. So Jesus's love would be the only way that the sisters could complete their work in peacefulness and joy because she hadn't taken time to sit at Jesus' feet. Martha was an anxious wreck. Martha's work was important. And you know, just as your work is important today, um, today is important too, but unless you ground yourself in Jesus' love for you, your important work is going to breed a bunch of... uh, chaos and and anxiety when you feel yourself getting kind of wound up take a moment with jesus take take 10 deep breaths or or call a friend to pray with you once you focus on the most important thing who is jesus your task list will be less less stress provoking completely you may even be able to discern what's most essential on your list to do that day and what can wait you know until tomorrow so for many people performance is a source of say identity and when your identity centers around your ability to get things done then you only feel good when you're busy 
you only feel good when you get things done and and any inevitable delays make you feel terrible and you might stress about what others will think of you if you don't get it all done perfectly so you know what if this is you ask Jesus to give you a different identity based on <clears throat> excuse me relationship with him because based on anything else is pure lack and will bring about much chaos and stress. The different benchmarks you face in your job, you know, can drive anxiety over success. Are you going to hit your goals this year? <coughs> Excuse me. I never, it, well, I may say never, never never but it seems like when I go to speak a word these days maybe it's the time of year it is I really have trouble with my throat <clears throat> so anyway the big thing is in your mind sometimes is are you going to hit your goals for the year is your is your company performing well as a, a competitor and these questions can feel like a heavy burden to, to hear, especially if you think success is 100% of your own responsibility. Fortunately, success is not entirely up to you. God has a big hand in whether your plans succeed or not. Psalms 107 points out that people, people's lives and livelihoods depend on many factors out of their control. You do your best, but God is the one who turns your work into rewards. Amen. People, they sow fields on the ground that God waters. And it's by God's blessing that they multiply greatly. So when you work on a farm or, or in a the modern workplace, you're not solely responsible for the success of your work. God provides the foundations for successful work and God is ultimately in, ultimately ultimately in charge of the outcome so you may be anxious not only over short term projects but about your success even in the long term climbing the corporate ladder running the rat race of life <laughs> if these phrases make your palms sweat it, it may be that you're anxious to get ahead in your career. David was a he was a Bible character who he wrote the 23rd Psalm, who he demonstrated how to give God control over his career. Even though he was promised a leadership position from a very young age, David did not rush to oust his boss who was Saul. Instead, David trusted God to give him the right job at the right time, and he eventually became king. But, but what? But on God's timing, not on David's timing. So success, whether you know it's in the short term or the long term, is a gift from God. The response to success should be, as Psalms 107 puts it, to thank the Lord for his steadfast love 
On the flip side, if you're anxious about success, remember that God is responsible. You're not. You are not responsible. God knows what you need. He's got the timing and the outcome under control, whether you think so or not, whether you're believing that or not. Other people around you can cause anxiety at work. Too. They might be unreliable. They might let you down and, and you know you're in a tight space there and they let you down or, or stand in the way of your progress. Or you might have a boss or a co-worker who just has a crummy attitude, maybe downright hostile. What can you do when other people are the source of your anxiety at the workplace? Daniel faced these hardships on the job. He had a boss who was a violent narcissist. His, his co-workers were actively trying to undermine him. What did Daniel do? He didn't retaliate or stoop to the political um, the political parts of his co-workers. Instead, Daniel went about his job just as he normally would. He went on just as he had done before. See Daniel 6, chapter 10. He went into his room and he prayed and he gave thanks to God and he asked for God's help. So no matter what leadership was doing or the the politics of the day was demanding, Daniel was going to do just exactly what Daniel had done before. Let's remember that because that's important that we not lose our our way there. Daniel's prayer, it did not save him from going through trials. It didn't save him. Daniel still got thrown into the lion's den, but God used it. He used Daniel's ordeal for good. So thanks to Daniel's faithfulness in the face of opposition, this pagan king ended up praising Daniel's God. And then in the end, Daniel prospered in his work in Persia. Despite the people, despite the problem that people made that had plagued his work environment. So God saved Daniel from anxiety in these times of his workplace strife. Daniel did his job showing up, praying, thanking God and asking for God's help. God did the rest. God did the rest of the work, taking care of Daniel and ultimately prospering him in his workplace. That is so amazing how the Lord works with us, how he helps us, how he protects us, how he gives us wisdom in in our darkest places, whether it's the workplace or at home or out amongst our friends. Amen. He is there to help us. We need to have one ear turned toward heaven at all times. If you happen to have hostile co-workers or management, then ask God for help. Pray for them. Don't retaliate. Don't stoop to their level. Don't be like their being because, you know, the Bible says, Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. So you don't want to be like them and reap what they're reaping. Show up to do your work as the best that you can. And think about what um, 
what you can thank God for in your current circumstances right then and there. Your workplace enemies, they may end up impressed, actually, by your faith, by what they see in you. You could be uh, like a sermon to them. If the dictionaries write that anxiety comes from uncertain or, or lack uncertainty or lack of control, then anxiety might often be part of your work experience. There's no person that has perfect control or certainty about the future that God is the only one with perfect knowledge. God is, and he's the only one with perfect knowledge and with power. So it's true that you do have important workplace responsibilities. You plan for contingencies and you you try to know as much as you can about your competitive environment. But in the end, there's a gap between what you know and the big question mark of the future. And that that's always been true. As the um, scriptures say in Ecclesiastes 8, 7, since no one knows the future, who can tell someone else what is to come? Amen. So this might cause anxiety at work, but it can also be a great source of relief. Since you don't have ultimate control over the outcome of your work, you are free to enjoy what you can and then leave the results up to God. In Ecclesiastes 9, uh, chapter 9, verse 10 says, Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. Your daily work, you know, it can be, be an important source of fulfillment, even if the outcome is ultimately out of your hands. When you accept God's control over the outcomes of your work then you are more likely to enjoy work as it comes. You can better appreciate the good times at work, and then you're relieved to recognize your lack of control in the bad times. The book of Ecclesiastes concludes, it is God's gift to be able to enjoy your work, not to control it. So fear, worry, insecurity, they have always been a part of our human experience. It's just, it's our, our enemies that come against us. The Bible doesn't contain an easy fix for workplace anxiety. Instead, the Bible repeats its simple advice that it's easy to say, but to, to, um, say, but challenging to follow. And that is to trust God, do your best at work, and let go of the outcome. So I'm going to close here. Anxieties and difficult situations are going to come. We've got to know that. And and I believe we do know that. And they're going to go at work. So God, nevertheless, God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow so we need to give God all the control of our our workplace the our, our people who work with us our co 
laborers together in that place and um, just ask for God's peaceful wisdom, his guidance, his power to um, just take charge of the outcome of your work and release and remove any anxiety that comes from your workplace. So I wanted to share that today as I remember back in the days when I did work. I worked for uh, law enforcement and there were times when it was very, um, what would you call it, chaotic for, for sure. Chaotic at times and uh, sometimes puts you in a place of anxiety if we allow ourselves to go there. But if we trust the outcome to God, which is hard to do at times when we're right in the midst of an anxious situation, but the Lord, he will bring us through every time if we will just look to him. <laughs>